Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Jen, are you ready? I am ready. I like it. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Jennifer Goldman is a CFP. She's the founder and business transformation specialist with Jennifer Goldman Consulting. I'm excited to have you on. Jen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah. So personal life and then professional. Personal, married, two kids, a dog, um, definitely entrepreneurial blood and the daughter of teachers, which is really important, explains why I do what I do. And professionally, consulting to business owners, but mostly around running a great profitable business. So in essence, it's all about financial health. Um, And it comes from my background, just like yours, of being a, a planner, uh, working with families and business owners and kind of getting that financial freedom locked in. Amen. I certainly appreciate that. All right. So the daughter of teachers, tell me, tell me, tell me why that's, why that's so important. <laughs> I, you know, I found this theme when you are a, a, a child of teachers, it's kind of in your blood to teach people. So it's not, you're not necessarily out there to just tell them what to do, but rather to teach them. So it becomes a habit and something natural for them. And then they go off in the world and spread it to others and their children. So I, I feel like we're kind of like in this little clique, which is really large, as you can imagine, um, where you're kind of born to teach. And yeah. that's that's what I fell into. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, I came across somewhere recently that, that Oprah out of all the things that she could think of herself as, you know, global icon, whatever, media magnet, she considers herself a teacher. And I thought that that was fascinating. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think if you asked a lot of people, they might not give themselves that title because obviously it comes with education and being in front of a classroom, mostly of, you know, students. But the fact is a lot of us are teachers. You're a teacher, right? You're out there teaching people um, yeah. about finance. So, and in essence, I mean, it's maybe too broadly used, but I think the fact is a teacher is somebody who doesn't want that person beholden to them, but instead adopting great habits and going off and spreading it. It's mm. great. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. an excellent way to think about it. Yeah. I don't want to be your teacher forever, just a short amount exactly. of time until you can actually go do it on your own. Nice. Exactly. Amen. All right. So why do you, why do people come to you or, or, or? What, what, what really are the problems that, that they're facing? The, the problems that they're facing are what most people are. They're, you know, they're juggling. But business owners are coming to me for that extra problem of they feel like they're in control of their destiny more, right? Because they are the boss. And the struggle is that as much as they're the boss – there is some things that are in your control and not in your control. And so when you're running a small business, you're working with employees, you're working with contractors, providers, staff, you're working with clientele, right? It's juggling what you need to focus on during the day. And I think what they come, they'll say they come to me for certain issues, whether it's staffing or technology or just, you know, how to operate or standards. But what it really is, is how do I juggle all that 
How do I focus and make an impactful difference on each part of that? So at the end of the day, the business will thrive. And this isn't about greed, uh, in my opinion. It's about having a good living, having your employees have a good living, right? And being able to invest back in your people in the business. So, you know, it does tie back to finance, but it's, you know, how to run that business to get it to tie back and be very financially profitable so that you can invest back in yourself, your people and your business and maybe the community. There's a lot of people, right? Like you'd be certified and others. They're about giving back and paying it forward. Yeah, I think so, that's great. Yeah. So it's a, it's a juggle and, and, and feeling like you make an impact in every area. Right. It's that kind of idea that when you close up for the day, did, did I make a difference? Did I do something that made the business better and live longer? And that's what I'm there for. Nice. So how do you try to figure out what's on fire and sort of triage? <laughs> Thinking about yeah. all, 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 all these balls that, that we're juggling that you could potentially be focusing time and energy and money on. So how do you start with that? Yeah. So the triage is first listening, right? And asking really good questions, um, which just comes with years of experience and a lot of gray hair, to be honest. <laughs> and, and my own failures, you know, as a business owner. Um, the other thing is that the finances do tell a story, but it's really hard to see when you're in the business. So I can look at uh, a P&L, profit loss, and a balance sheet just as a planner would look at a person's individual income and expense sheet or net wealth sheet and start to see patterns. Um, maybe expenditures that were made too soon, expenses, maybe um, that weren't thought through, like you know, what was the purpose for doing this before I, before I spent the money? Um, maybe there's just too much money going into shiny objects like technology yeah. and not enough in the people, right? So. You know, looking at the finances, both of the business and if need be personally, I usually don't get into the personal because once they learn how to look for patterns and information inside of the business finances, they can parlay that into their personal. And again, this goes back to being a teacher, right? If you teach properly and you show kind of themes of patterns and how to look at things, they can use that habit and play it into their personal because it's all intermingled, right? So that's where I start to do the triage. And then the other part is most of us, you know, more than 95% of us are visual, visual learners. So visualizing all the things that need to be fixed or improved. So what I do is everything I do is in front of the business owner. So if I discover something, I write it down. It's all about writing it down so I write it down in front of them. And then as I keep writing all the different pieces, they start coming up with things that are bothering them, their concerns, they know they need to improve. And then the trick is prioritizing it and deciding what the benefits are and then who's going to implement it. So it's all about visualizing that entire mucky muck. <laughs> right. And, and then putting it together. And by doing that, not only do they visually get to take it in, which is easier for them, but they start to buy in to what they should do first, second, and third, because their gut kind of drives them. It's, it's actually kind of, I sound like a geek. It's fascinating. <laughs> fascinating to me. No, I, 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 I certainly can appreciate that because you start talking about just these, probably some big changes that you're going to make and here's the strategies we're going to implement. And it's like, okay, that's so abstract and I sort of get it, but I don't. But if you're able to visually show somebody a timeline and here's, the next step and here's the next step and then it's like okay this is doable it's actionable i i can totally buy into this right 
I mean, you, you know, right. It's like those habits, this idea, like we're trying to reach this ethereal goal. And I say, well, if you can just make those small changes or those small steps or progress, right. They call them baby steps. You feel so much better. And as long as you know the end game, like where you're headed, which by the way, will shift and change over time anyway, at least you feel good about it. And then actually that gets you to do the habit again and again and again. And all of a sudden it becomes natural. That idea of improving yourself or improving the business and changing becomes part of your DNA. And I certainly, again, I, I think that there's immense value in representing this visually. What I wanted to ask was how, how hard is it? Is it is this an emotional decision that gets made? Is it logical? Does the visual help to bridge that gap? That's a great question. And the answer is a, it's always emotional, right? And it bridges the gap because it allows them to breathe, hmm. right? Because we have this, it's overwhelming, right? All these different things that we need to do or we want to do, right? There's a need and a want. And so the visualization allows them to go, okay, I don't have to keep this in my head. I can see it. And now I can almost like sit back and breathe and see that this is good. And so the emotions calm down instead of, you know, you go in this panic mode, you're now in almost the acceptance mode. So yeah, definitely emotional. Yeah. I have to imagine that, that, for so many organizations, their people are the most important things. Now, that being said, when they're having a problem or they have a difficult employee, getting rid of them, I, I, I bet too many organizations hang on to bad employees for too long. Is that something yeah. you've seen? Yes. In fact, <laughs> how about I'll take it one step further and then we'll get back to that. It's not only employees, but also customers or clients, mm. right? This emotional tie of um, they've been with me since the beginning whether it's an employee or a client, um, you know, they got me to where I am or it's me, it's not them. I mean, yes. And that, by the way, when you asked, you know, why do business owners seek me out? More often than not, it's their people. And I believe that deep down inside, they know it's also them. Their inability to do what's right for their people and themselves. And the beauty of that part of what I do with businesses is that I have lived through it I have had those gut-wrenching moments of having to make a decision with my own team members over the years, um, made some pretty good mistakes. And so I can bring that to the table along with all the businesses <laughs> that have made mistakes and kind of tell stories about why it's good to part ways and how to part ways tactfully and successfully to the point that that person that you let go or that client you let go actually still likes you. And that's what the opportunity is, right? It's okay. Mm -hmm. Talk about needing to show somebody the path forward. Say, like, okay, yes. you've, you've got this employee or this this client that you've had forever since the beginning, but how in the world am I going to get rid of them? Well, here's the step-by-step, <laughs> -step, right? And now yeah. I, I can actually understand this and get behind it. Yes, yes. And it takes time, right? So it's, listen, we always think, well, maybe that takes too much time. I just want to kind of cut bait. And the fact is the cutting bait is why we don't cut bait. You know, that attitude of just doing it quickly and severely without thinking of a plan for them and for yourself. If you think through that plan, by the way, this actually becomes a habit. So the first time it takes more time, right? 
and to go through it and think about them and you and kind of laying out the guidelines of like the departure. But then after you do it once, that's a process. And I'm big into processes. You can do it again and again and keep refining it. So it becomes faster and easier and less emotional every time. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a super important thing that everybody can identify with. It's like, yes, I thought this was gonna be the most terrible thing in the world. I actually went through right. the exercise. I, I, I did the hard work and now it's not going to be nearly as hard the next time I have to do this. So, right. so valuable. Right. It's like any habit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So with, we're obviously living through unique times right now and it just, do you see more companies moving towards having more contractors versus employees or is that just something that's on top of my mind and it's not really mm-hmm. actually taking form? Yeah. I do see more contractors, but for companies that didn't have employees. Uh. So it's interesting for the, there are businesses that actually are thriving and succeeding in this and they're ones that have shifted or they're just fortunate to be in the right industry with the right type of clientele, right? You know, like I worked with an education company. They're doing great. <laughs> There's more than enough business there. And the decision about employees versus contractors. So for the businesses that are more reoccurring revenue and had stability through this, they are still hiring employees. W-2, they're just more thoughtful about who they're hiring. And actually, they should have been in the first place. So I, I like that trend. It's hard for those that want to be hired because it's slower, but it's a more lasting employment. And then for the businesses that didn't have staff that are doing well, they're bringing on contractors. And this environment has allowed to open their eyes to that. Like they couldn't see how could I work with a contractor that wasn't located in my office, right. in my town. Now they're, well, the world is my oyster right of of who I can work with so on the I'm seeing that on the positive side I'm not seeing too much of the negative um, and maybe that's because the businesses coming to me really want to keep their people have taken pay cuts have gotten you know the paycheck protection program kicked in for them and so I don't see a shedding of people I just see adding Got it. And certainly I I would, um, as, as these, as, as a business owner is working to become more profitable, to, to have that greater impact, to, to, to reinvest in the community, whatever it might be, how hard is it for them to recognize that I can really sort of do in addition by subtraction where if I take something off my plate and hand it to a new employee or a contractor that will free me up to do more revenue generating activities or producing activities. Yeah. The owners that see that are the ones that are visualizing their goals. I I just have to be honest. Right. So if they're just all in their head in that mucky mess, right. And they don't think about it that way or they don't write it down. it, It doesn't come to life. So the owners that do, I I totally agree. And that's where the contractors are coming in and saying, listen, you know what? If I give this up, because I can't eliminate it, right? I first thought about it. I have to be doing this work. If I give this up to somebody else, I can bring in more clients. And so they, they, they write that down. 
like that's the benefit of hiring the contractor and they write down the benefit is that I can have time to bring in two more clients at X revenue that would pay for this contractor and maybe give the business a boost. Those are the ones that are making it happen. And going back to that habit thing, the first time you do yep. it, man, it's <laughs> it seems like it's impossible, but then right. then you recognize this is the most valuable thing in the world. And it's so it's so crazy that I think every human being knows that you're supposed to have goals and you're supposed to write them down, but so few right. actually do. It's staggering. Right. But right. It, as those words leave my mouth, it must be something in our DNA that says, ah, you know what, it's okay just to have it in my head. Yeah, I think so. And I also think that when you write things down, it makes it real. Hmm. And we don't always want real. Like, no. right? Like this morning, talking to a friend, I have some friends that are realist and I have other friends that live in the clouds and we love them for who they are, right? Just like they like me for who I am. But the one that lives in the clouds doesn't want the real. And listen, that's okay if that works for them. But I would say for the majority of people, it doesn't work. It's, you know, and is it hard and is it raw to write things down and realize that that might be difficult or that might require you to change? Absolutely. But time and time again, we can write, go to the masterminds of the world. You can read everything you want. All the best, most successful people are, it's about writing it down. They'll always tell you that. So at some point you got to give in. You right. know what I mean? Just give it, even if it's writing down something simple. I don't care if it's the to-do honeydew list in the house or, you know, apartment for the week. Right. Start writing and maybe that's the point. Maybe you don't have to write down the massive goals. Write down something simple like take out the garbage today and then the next day write something else simple and just get the practice of writing and then work up to writing the goals, writing, the, you know, the benefits of the goals, you know, hitting those goals. I love it. Yeah. Well, Jen, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Write it down. <laughs> what else can I say? Write down your finances. Write down your goals. Write down what you want to hit and keep it handy. Bedside, near a kitchen, somewhere. That's all I can say for a tip. Common sense. Whack, that is great stuff. That definitely gets... Come on. Come on. So, please, everybody who's listening... Stop list. Well, we're going to be done in a couple minutes here. <laughs> take out a pen, take out a paper, and write down what it is that you really want to accomplish, or just start with writing down a list of what you want to accomplish for the rest of today. So, well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and how can people engage with you? Just look up Jennifer Golden Consulting, and you will find me. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Jen your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Look up Jennifer Goldman Consulting. You will find her. I will list all of those locations in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Jennifer. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.